It's time for another episode of Rainmaker for Contractors. Interviews and success stories with million-dollar-plus basement waterproofing and foundation repair owners. Discover how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your industry. With your host and Rainmaker for Contractors owner, Bill Crawford. In today's podcast, I interview a gentleman who owns a business coaching company, and he also offers bookkeeping, accounting, and tax services as well. In this, we talk about the difference between like a regular accountant, like a general one versus say a, a construction accountant. We talk about when to hire, what profit margins should be, and several other topics. I think you'll find it really interesting. Hey, welcome everyone to today's podcast. We have a really special guest here. We've just been connecting in pickleball and golf and basketball. But anyway, we have Timothy Wingate from G Plus F Business and Financial Consulting. Timothy, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, minus the hot weather that I'm experiencing today. You know, it's 95 degrees here in Florida, so I feel like a sauna. <laughs> I was just in Vegas, so it was like over 100, but it was dry, right, that whole thing. But, you know, it wasn't as bad as like Florida. I'm from Chicago. We have like incredible humidity and it's uh, it gets hot for sure. It gets rough. It definitely yeah. gets rough. <laughs> hey, can you kind of tell us uh, about your business? Like what services are you offering? And yeah, I'll just kind of start from there. Yeah, so we're a construction accounting firm. We primarily work with contractors from all different trades. Um, usually they're doing like a million, a million or more in revenue. Um, and then we, we service them fully. We do all of their back office accounting, accounting work from bookkeeping to tax prep, to even tax resolution in some cases. And so that's how we primarily serve them. And then we also have some consulting services that we do with them, very strategic services. Uh, either they're meeting with us monthly, quarterly, or what have you. And we're speaking about things like, hey, should I buy a new vehicle this, you know, this quarter? Or should I hire the, this new estimator? You know, we're talking about these strategic things and going over those numbers a lot. So that's primarily all the services that we offer to the construction. That's awesome. So you said a million, right? Not a billion. A million or more in revenue? A million. Yeah. Right. A million. <laughs> it's like my audit's going to be like, uh, I don't think this guy applies to me. All right, cool. And then you said trades, which, you know, you're in the trades, you're helping people in the trades. That's great. Yes. It's not just like accounting and bookkeeping and taxes, but it's also, you know, business coaching and consulting if someone's wanting that as well. Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. And then how did you get interested in the trades? Like, how did you pick that niche to focus on that and become an expert in that? Yeah, it was really simple. My, my, my father is a general contractor. So I've been, you know, exposed to the construction world since I was a kid. Uh, didn't think I will work very closely with the construction industry, because as you can imagine, um, I work out in the hot sun <laughs> every summer, you know, and it's 95 degree weather here and didn't really see uh, anything that appealed to me to be a part of, you know, construction in that way. But once I finished school and everything, I definitely like the the accounting side of it, uh, almost like running the business, like all the, the, the business is how I'm wired. So my dad is the one who got me into construction. And that's why I know it so well. 
Got it. That makes sense. So, you know, at this stage, it definitely sounds like you work, so to speak, on the business instead of what you used to do and work in the business in those hot summers, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything, any other credentials we should know about uh, about you in addition to, you know, you grew up in the trades, which is awesome. So you definitely can speak the language and you get it. And you have a whole bunch of clients that work in the trades. Yeah. So you have in, in an accounting world, you have either two different credentials you can have. You can either be a licensed CPA that's licensed by the state, or you can be an enrolled agent who is licensed by the IRS. So, excuse me. So, uh, thank you. So I'm licensed by the IRS. Um, I have a focus heavily on tax. And so I um, I come from a tax side of things. So all the time when I'm making suggestions and making improvements, I'm always thinking about the tax consequences of those suggestions. Okay, great. Good to know. Boy, nuts and bolts of business. Let me throw some like business questions out. When you think of like managing a, a contractor business, what are what are a couple of things that are just jump out to you that are super important that if you have these things down, it's going to, you're going to be positioned well for profitability. Oh man, that's a great question. Number one, you need to have your finances in order. If you don't have reliable numbers that you can trust and that you can, you know, analyze, I mean, you're just a fish in, in, in a day of fish in water. You know what I mean? You just don't know what's going on in your business. You probably feel all over the place. Um, the next thing you need to know is like, what does it actually take to, to run your business and to break even? Um, you need to know that because that's what you need to have goals and stuff set up to say, at least I could, um, you know, take on this project because it still gets me to my break even, even if I'm not able to be profitable this month, you know, and then next month and then so on and so forth. So knowing those numbers are are critically important. Then also being a good estimator, you need to have someone on the team who can estimate in-house um, because otherwise you're just getting killed with profit margins if you're not estimating properly. And then someone who's a good project manager because they can handle the schedule of the project because the schedule is actually probably the most important thing um, besides knowing your numbers out of all of those things because if a schedule goes wrong, I mean, it's just one of those things that you don't know how bad it is until the end of the project. And then you realize that, hey, I estimated this job perfectly, but then I ran my numbers and I'm seeing that I'm over, you know, on certain areas of the job. How did this happen? Well, a lot of times it happened because of bad scheduling. Materials weren't there on the, on the site on time, so the guys couldn't work. You may even have the guys scheduled to work but then because the materials wasn't there, you just told them to do something around the office. Um, so that's just killing killing um, your money there. And then you have things like subs who um, submitted change orders because you, you didn't tell them about certain specifics of the job. And because of that, now they, they can't do the job in seven days. It's gonna take 10 days to do the job. You know, so those types of things. So scheduling is, is, is just critically important. You know, that opens up, uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you, yeah, I know, I didn't tell you, I owned a waterproofing company for 15 years, and, um, you know, that opens up a lot. So, 
to me, it was it was a, a sales rep, you know, promising something to the homeowner that wasn't well documented. You know, whenever a job came in, like I took notes and we had this format to go through and it gets handed off to the production department. You have to make sure the handoff is like really smooth and homeowners yeah. heard and understood and everything they said. So when a rep like slipped in something that wasn't documented, you know, mm. our procedure was like, the reps got to go clean it up. They don't get any more leads until they clean that up. You know, that's one of them. But then yeah. the other thing is, um, you know, materials disappearing or little side jobs going on. Or, yeah, you do have, uh, you know, don't have the materials. I'll send the crew to Home Depot and, oh, they have the company credit card. And now, oh, wow, they're buying things for the cruise. Now everyone's yeah. <laughs> for the cruise. And yeah, that's some crazy stuff. And yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I've been asked to talk at this upcoming Basement Health Association conference in Cleveland. I'm going to be talking on KPIs. Um, I, one of the one of the key points is I'm kind of curious how many contractors have like good systems to actually track the materials that, you know, hey, when they started the job, we needed these. And then when we finished the job, we used these materials. Is there an inventory that we could subtract out and say, okay, this job cost us, you know, whatever materials it is, whatever labor is. So you could tie that back to that big picture number that you're talking about uh, for finances to be able to say what is our break even and when do we make money and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, those yeah. are those are huge. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of fun there. Lot of fun. <laughs> you're trying to get so much done through through people. Um, when you have good employees that are trained well, it, it helps a lot for sure. Um, yeah. Let me ask, let me back up a, a little bit more. How is a construction accountant different than just, you know, like I have an accountant down the street, actually. Um, she was mm-hmm. never actually down the street, but she is now because I moved out West. Um, how is it, how is your accounting's kind of different than just a general accountant? I mean, primarily because we do mostly managerial accounting. So with managerial accounting, you are, you know, you're a job cost in every, every expense to a job. You know, you um, are tracking it in such a way that gives you uh, real-time data to make decisions either weekly, daily, monthly, um, but you're not finishing the job and then going back and reviewing it. And that's what traditional accountants do. You know, they, they just record everything and then you have to go back and kind of review what happened on the job, if they're job costing it. And most of them don't job cost. They just track all the expenses and, and, and that's it. And just say, hey, this is your profit and loss for the, for the month or for the year, whatever time period they pull, pull in. But you're looking for, hey, what is my profitability on that job? You know, I did three jobs last month. So how well did I do on those jobs in comparison to how I did as a company? And so you need to know, hey, did the profit margins generated on those jobs, did it also yield the profit margin that I wanted for the company? And those are two different profit margins because I can have a 50% profit margin on a job, but that yields a 10% margin for the company. You know, so it's just, it's just really good to know, you know, what affects, how, was, how does one number affect the other? And you just need someone who can really get into the weeds of a project uh, to really help you. And that's what construction accountants do. And we, we know the lingo, you know, we, we know, hey, when, when you're buying certain materials, kind of what it's for, uh, we can advise you 
on best practices because we're serving a, a, an array of other contractors, maybe in the same industry, and in which you know you have a traditional accountant who who may be serving someone who has a e-commerce business, someone who has a nonprofit, someone who has this. So they're not really focused on this one specific industry. And so construction accountants, we are only focused on the construction industry. We are only serving the construction industry. So we have, we see things that are working in other companies that we can share with um, the current clients we're working with, you know, who don't use those practices. So it does, it definitely sounds like you guys go deeper. You're not afraid to get in the weeds, really understand what the heck's going on. Do you ever, um, like, I don't know that many contractors that would want to hire an outside firm to be able to go through, you know, every single job like that. Um, our jobs typically are like 10, 15, 20,000 um, per job. So do you ever set someone up and teach them how to do this? And maybe you do this for three jobs and then they're able to like analyze the data. And then you, you come in like maybe more of a once a month versus like, you know, each job kind of a thing. Yeah. So we have um, different plans that we can set up where, hey, if you want a job, because you got a job cost because you're killing yourself if you don't job cost. So you can say, hey. I would like to have the support of your bookkeeping team and also you as an accountant to support me here. And then we can set up, you know, where we have more likely you're going to have more consistent meetings with the bookkeeping, the bookkeeping team than you would at me as an accountant. And then I'll come in either monthly, if it's something that's, you know, on the smaller scale that like that, it'll be on, you know, a monthly basis saying that, Hey, let's see what you have, uh, enter in for data and then let's analyze the reports and see how well you made out you know on a job versus how well you made out for the month and then we can also talk about different things like hey let's setting up labor burden rates for all of the employees that you hired and let's make sure we're tracking their hours to a job those type of things so we can create budget versus actual numbers because Reports are only good when you're able to compare it to other data, you know? So I'm comparing this month to last month or this year to last year. And so we wanna be able to set up a good baseline and serve you in that capacity. And yes, a lot of um, uh, construction clients have asked about that. I haven't had anyone to take me on to that except maybe one or, once or twice. And it was actually because they had an accountant who worked in-house who needed my support. Um, but most most of the guys they they bring us on full, you know. I want the full thing, you know, all 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 in one. Um, yeah, if you have someone who's competent um, in the bookkeeping and accounting space on your team, then yes, we can support you. Got it. Let's talk about hiring for a second. What uh, when would you recommend that a contractor hire someone? What's the situation for that? Yeah, so first you gotta have it's two ways. Either one way, you can have their salary already saved. Most contractors that I've come across, they don't have a savings. And so how can you hire someone confidently and know that because you know they may be leaving a job, they may be coming to work for you, anything like that, and and then you don't have a way to pay them at least, you know, for six months or to a year. 
So I'll say at minimum six months, but ideally 12 months of their salary in, 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 in the books, um, in your bank account. Okay. Option so two, yeah. Option two would be you can hire them based on cash flow. So we have a big job that just come up and we know, you know, it's signed, it's a signed contract is, is, is done in, in, and the guys are, you know, paying well. Um, so I can hire based on cash, but I have enough cash flow to support their salary. You know what I mean? As, as the company is growing. And so that's a little bit more touchy and you need to, we need to really work out the numbers, but we can, you know, make a decision based on strong cash flow. Sure. Like it's going to be there. Yep. It's like, if it's a sales rep, there's going to be more jobs. The crews are there. If it's laborers, they're installing work. They're going to bring money home. You have a big backlog. Um, you know, these are jobs already sold. You just need to install the work and get the money. Correct. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts about profit margin? When a contractor says like, Hey, what should my profit margin be? What, what do you say? <laughs> I say, uh, it's whatever you want it to be, you know, number one, because at my construction company, me, I may want to send all my guys on a retreat every year. And I may want to pay for their kids, you know, to go to school. And, and then I, I may be another contractor who says, I don't care about those things. I just want to give them health insurance and a 401k. Well, the money that you need to do all those things is going to be different. And so profit margins are going to need to be different for both of those companies because I, I believe the company who wants to pay for all the employees' kids' scholarships and send them on company retreats, he's going to have a, his operating cost is going to be much higher sure. uh, than company number two. And so I need to estimate jobs properly with the right profit margins to make sure I'm able to sustain that, that, that model that I want to have for my company. So you have to really first decide on the business model and where the company is going. What's your vision for the company? Do you want the company to be, you know, this company that people just rave about? You want to have a good training program? You know, so you got to think about all those things first, then go back to the profit margin and say, okay, what type of money do I need to bring in to, to take care of all of that? And then that becomes like your break-even number. Then now you start to build profit margin on top of that. So now you start to know like these are the type of jobs I need to go out there. Got it. That yep. makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of like variables, right? Like you kind yeah. of get backwards, like have the end in mind and then work backwards. I One of the things I figured out, like, you know, when you're starting out, you're just like, you know, you just want to make money, right? Like, it, I mean, it's kind of chaotic. Um, I have a unique story. When I started out, I bought into a franchise. And so um, I think, uh, I mean, I my, our break-even was two crews. Okay. A little bit more than a waterproofer really normally needs for a break-even. Um, but I'm pretty sure we had, I think we had like 50 employees mm -hmm. and 13 months or something like we really grew fast yeah 
So then you're, you're tugging along at two crews. One of the things I noticed was when you add a crew, wow, your profit margin like jumps because all your G&A, not all of your, it depends on if you're going to put like trucks into G&A or something, but mm-hmm. your G&A is pretty consistent. But it, so then of course you have to materials and labor and probably advertising and any kind of equipment to add to a third crew, but the rest is going to be your profit for the most part which is crazy. And then when you add a fourth crew, then it's like, wow. <laughs> Sometimes you have to add a supervisor in the back to mm-hmm. manage four crews because, you know, one and a half usually can't do it. But boy, things, it can really be, um, especially in basement waterproofing, it can be, you know, feast or famine or we call it the accordion business because you're just back and forth sometimes. It happens. Sometimes you have to let go of a crew uh, in, in wintertime. Um, we always tried to have like a big backlog on November 1st. And then January, there's like a change of mindset and people are no longer thinking about holidays and stuff and mm-hmm. time. And so, yeah, it really fluctuates, but there's a lot involved and it takes like, I, I don't know if you'd agree with this. My experience is the typical business owner, they don't, they don't play around with finances. Like they don't really want to go there. They're not gravitating towards rolling around in numbers and trying to analyze this stuff. They go to sales or they go to leads or right. Yeah. Like, fun and that's the that's the that's the issue um that a lot of contractors deal with is just being afraid of digging into the numbers or being afraid to bring in help you know i mean to deal with the numbers either because there's a trust thing or either um they feel like it's too expensive or it's not worth it uh what's the thing um that's one of two things I can think of at this moment. Those are but, big. Those are yeah. <laughs> like I'm kind of the, I'm that guy that I don't really like those financial advisor people. Not yeah. that you're a little bit different because you're more in like, hey, I know the trades. I can help, you know, business owners and kind of roll up your sleeves. But yep. consultants, I feel like the majority of them are just making a ton of dough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, what are you doing that that's different than me? But anyway, it's a side issue. Hey, yeah. um, Let's see. One last question for you. I love asking this question because it ties into, you know, all the hard work that you do and serving your clients and how is it, when is it most rewarding for you? Like, when do you feel like, gosh, I love my job and I love helping these people. And then maybe you get like amazing reviews with your work, but Mm -hmm. when, when do you feel like I've really done well for clients? Man, I really feel like, when I have a client that says, Tim, my business is totally different from the day we started together and I'm loving it. I got time where I can actually take a trip. I can spend time with my family. Um, I know my numbers. I know where we are. I know what I need to bring in every month. Like When I just hear those things being bounced around and said all the time, that just makes me feel great because that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that they feel like they have a grip of their on on their business like okay i'm in control i i have my hands on the steering wheel no one else has their hands on the steering wheel and clients just feels so good knowing i have clients who said things like tim this is the first time i've seen a pnl for my for my company wow that was accurate yeah that's good yeah that was accurate that's the that's the key you know and they just they just love it. And then also it was, it was, um, enlightening in some, it's like, man, did I spend that much in meals? Yes, you did. 
Did yeah. I spend much in, in gas? Yes, you did. Did I take that many distributions home away from the company? Yes, you did. You know, so, and just changing some of those, those habits um, because they knew that they were happening allowed them to see just more profit inside of the company or more growth inside of the company. Um, just having someone on their team to say, Tim, is it a good idea to bring on three new guys right now? Um, and I can, yeah. yeah, you know, and I can dig into the numbers and say, well, we can, but we have to, I know you want to pay them this amount, but we actually need to lower that to this amount because it's the true cost of them will be here, you know? And just for an example, like if they were saying, hey, I want to pay these guys $25, I say, man, you may want to bring them down to 22 or 21, you know, because the cash flow doesn't support that because you also got to, you know, think about the labor burden costs, which is the workers' comp, you know, that you got to probably buy a new truck because now this crew needs a truck, you know, those, those type of things. So just having someone to bounce those type of ideas around with and, and give them concrete answers onto why the answer is no or why the answer is yes, it's a life changer. And I love it. That's huge. That's everyone's dream, I think, to be like, I have peace of mind about my company. I know where we're headed. I know what's going on. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you get to experience that, you know, as someone that's serving these people. That's love awesome. it. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for joining us. Um, if someone wants to get in touch with you, you're in West Palm Beach, Florida, G plus F business and financial consulting. Yeah. So I'm here in West Palm Beach, Florida, but I serve, I'm a virtual accounting firm. So we, we serve all over. We have clients all the way from Colorado, Wisconsin to Maryland, you know, so they're just all over and sure. you just reach out to us at construction.accountant, construction.accountant. Ooh, that's a nice one. Being <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. You bet. You've been listening to the Rainmaker for Contractors podcast, where basement waterproofing and foundation repair business owners and industry experts share marketing and sales information that helps you reach more customers. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at rainmakerforcontractors.com slash podcast. 